You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Hot Take Hot Box. Two days in a row? Yes, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back, and I am joined... By Ty Capone. My name is Matt McSweeney. Uh, as always, it doesn't change. It's always Matt McSweeney, but I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling? We are here. We're going to talk some Eagles. We're going to talk some Sixers. We will sprinkle in some Phils since I did 40, 40 minutes solo on the Phillies yesterday. Just poured my heart and soul into that episode. But uh, how are you feeling today? I can hear the St. Pete's, the world of St. Pete's in the background. It feels like a uh, yeah, a glorious experience down there. What's the weather like? <laughs> Uh, 84, a little too, a little too hot, but it's sunny. It's beautiful. Uh, I would like it to be in the seventies. I think if I look at my weather app that I conveniently have up Turnersville, Washington township, New Jersey is in the high seventies. So it looks like we're both doing good. We got some sun. We got some heat, not too much, little, little breeze. So yeah, we're doing good. I have a Husky that I'm watching here for a couple days. So she's chilling. Hopefully she doesn't start talking in the podcast. Yeah. That will happen. Um, yeah, pretty good. I mean, we have a break from UFC. Uh, LSU has a break this weekend, so uh, I think this weekend's just kind of a chill, a chill weekend. Uh, a I, week uh, of reflection for me, but <laughs> a week of reflection, a week of Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou. That's happening. Yeah, uh, randomly, and um, yeah, we have some. You know, not much, not much to talk about UFC wise. I mean, we have a, a shuffling of the deck for two ninety five, but. Um, that should be still. It should still be a good card. But uh, in the sports world, we got NBA back Sixers tonight. We'll see how that team looks. A couple former Sixers, you know, they were tearing it up all preseason, and I kept seeing these um, these Twitter accounts say, "Oh man, we should have kept Matthias Dybul," and then he airballs a, a corner three. I'm like, so not much has changed. Yeah. Not much has changed. People, so. it's uh, one thing you need to know about Sixers basketball and their, their fans is that they get way too excited over summer league and preseason and G League performances because they yeah. try to equate that with, well, if he did it there, he can do it here. It's not exactly oh. the same thing. People aren't trying in preseason. People aren't trying yeah. in the G League. Well, I mean, the, the G League they are, but the summer league, you know, it's just, the, the, come on, let's use our fucking heads. But. Let's start off with the birds. I never talked about the Eagles-Dolphins from this past week. It kind of played out how, in order for them to win, how it, it should have played out. I think, you know, it, it, it kind of showed what the Eagles are really capable of if they kind of decide to put it all together. But I guess I'd like to hear your uh, opinion on what... Yeah, I mean, I, I like to hear the, uh, the, the PFF uh, grades as well, but... I mean, they really didn't turn the ball over. They kind of just did whatever they wanted to. Jalen's got a little bit of an injury right now, apparently, that he sustained, I guess, in practice. I don't know how. I mean, that doesn't obviously make me feel good at all. But holding the Dolphins to 17 points is a win, no matter if we had won the game or not. That is a success, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, I had a thought, and then it kind of just left my head. I don't know where it was. Oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that about uh, Pro Football Focus. Anytime I post. We're talking about everyone's like, man, fuck them. I'm like, I get it. You know, they're not the uh, end all be all, but it's it's definitely a good tool just to just to have and just to use. You know what I mean? Because it's I like it. really quite like it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like it. It's, you know, I'm not saying they're perfect, but uh, you know, it matches up. So I guess we can just start it off right here. Um, our highest offensive 
grades were A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard. I mean, so, I mean no surprise, right? <laughs> talk about A.J. Brown, though, dude. Uh, it's yeah. it's amazing. He's getting better. He, exactly. Like, it's it's unreal how much every single week he tries to, like, outdo himself on a week-to-week basis. It's His recent game logs are unbelievable. I mean, just in the last three weeks – 10, 10, 137 and a touchdown, 7, 131, no touchdown, 6, 127, no touchdown. So it's like, I mean, just so far this season, he's almost at 1,000. He's got 809 yards. It's He has Crazy. been on an absolute tear, especially since that Viking game. Don't know what they talked about. Don't know what the problem was. <laughs> But they they have they you know they have come to a an, an agreement and uh, unfortunately somebody has to be on the losing end of that and it seems like Devontae Smith is the guy that's kind of lost out on all this because uh, now I'm sure. sure there's a lot of fantasy owners out there that are very upset because that guy has not gotten the looks that he necessarily got in the beginning of the season and they're starting to work in Dallas got it a little bit but uh, for yeah. sure but. Hey, a couple drops in the last couple of games. Ken not ha- also had 11 targets in that Jets game. He's pretty much getting five targets a game, which, yeah, not great. He only had one catch against the Rams, 449 against Miami. I think he had a really good catch in the first quarter against Miami, right? He went up. I think he had the one he went up, came down, but then uh, dropped it or lost it, and then he had another one where he, where he caught it. So at least he's reliable. But, um, yeah, his, his dot is down. It seems like his um, a lot of things are down this year. I, I understand somebody has to suffer from AJ getting all the, all the love. And I see people are like, Oh yeah, he complains. And now he's getting all the targets. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's your best player. You want to give him the fucking ball. You know, I don't have any issue with that. Um, but yeah, a lot of blue for AJ Brown on PFF. I mean, 73, 73. And then, like you said, the, the Viking Vikings game happens and then boom, 85, 89, 85, 86, 87, just consistently. It's, it's crazy. He's what? 20, 26. So it's kind of, you know, he, he could, theoretically get better you know as long as he stays healthy uh i don't know where i put him but i think he might be top three top five for sure uh wide receivers in the nfl i think the only ones i'm taking ahead of him are jeff justin jefferson tyree kill and maybe jamar chase and that might be a little biased i think him and chase are very similar they're big bodies or they're strong but they're so good after the catch i think aj brown's probably if not i guess tyree kill is kind of in his own class but yards after the catch. I think AJ Brown's right there. Um, I'm trying to find guys who lead the league in, in that. Um, who else? Jordan, my Jason Kelsey also graded out very well against the dolphins. Um, the rest of the offense kind of just, you know, okay. Lane Johnson did okay. Uh, other guys. And then if you look at our defense, <clears throat> our defense, I was really impressed with, especially our, uh, our pass rush. Uh, I think yeah. one of the first plays of the game, Jalen Carter pushed back. Isaiah Wynn and hurt him. He ended up having to leave the game, so they brought in their left guard, the backup left guard, and they were going their backup, I think, left tackle and center. And uh, Lester Cotton, he got he got smoked. He gave up like six pressures. Um, Josh Sweat was everywhere. Son Reddick was everywhere. Um, Derek Barnett played pretty well in the, in the in the snaps he was in in the run game. Milton Williams, uh, Eli Ricks. How about Eli Ricks stepping up? He didn't play much, fourteen snaps, but um, he didn't. He was targeted three times, zero catches given up. Got to love that. Somebody has to step up, right? Um, our high performer of the game, though, Darius Slay. I did notice that I didn't really see much of him. He gave up a couple catches, but he also had a pick. Yeah. Um, I think he had a P- PBU as well. Uh, Nicholas Morrow keeps putting up pretty solid performances. So um, Brandon Graham, though, kind of uh, didn't really see him, didn't really notice him. James Bradbury also didn't have a great game. But uh, all in all, I was trying to bring up this stat. I think it was Jimmy Kemsky who tweeted it. 
the Bills are pretty. I mean, the Dolphins are pretty much just run through everybody, but except for the two legit, I would say, teams that they played, the Eagles and the Bills. We held them to the lowest points, lowest yards, lowest first downs by far, by far. Before 244 yards the Dolphins had against us, the least amount they had before that was the Patriots, 389. And people are going to talk about the refs. And listen, the refs were bad. The refs were inherently awful. And they probably, you know, I don't want to say they favored us, but we were the beneficiaries more often than not. Even though that offensive all sides they called was absolutely pathetic, yep. But it got it got negated, thankfully. Um, so yeah, they were terrible. But what happened in the first half? Miami couldn't run the ball. They were they kept feeding Tyreek Hill, and in the second half they couldn't throw the ball to Tyreek. I think he only had twenty two yards receiving in the second half. But they still they they um they ran the ball decently in the second half, but they were never really in a rhythm. That's really what fucked it up for them. I mean, you know, you can say the refs, this and that. They just couldn't get in rhythm. You know, we, we, Sean Desai, I think, has done a great, great job this year. Uh, even with, you know, some injuries, I, we have a great defense, but we have had some injuries with, uh, in the secondary. And I think he's done really well, man, mixing up the blitzes, mixing up the schemes, and, uh, you know, adjusting. That's the big thing. I like the adjustments from half to half. Um, offensive coordinator Brian Johnson, still work in progress, but for sure. I think, I think Jalen, <clears throat> not enough people are talking about it. His play has not been great. Um, he played pretty well this week, honestly. Um, he hasn't been running as much, obviously the injury you talked about, but he's just been missing some throws. The pick six was a fluke and he should, he should have thrown that, um, the fumble that, that can't happen. So the turnovers are an issue, but, um, what a great win. What a great win. Really line was line was three and we, you know, thank God I had that. We, we smashed that. And, um, yeah, sometimes we play down to competition. Sometimes we play down to division rivals like most teams do, but, when we uh, when we play the the top teams, we um, we show up. We always have. So I'm um, really excited. We have a brutal schedule coming up. So that was and I was really waiting to see how we'd bounce back because we had a bad loss <clears throat> against the Jets, and I was like, all right, we can't lose again against the Dolphins because you know Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks, all coming up after uh, the next couple of weeks. So. We shall see. I mean, as, as, we better not lose the Commanders. I want to smoke the shit out of them. We owe them a, a nice ass whooping, and then we got Dallas right after. So that's gonna be it's gonna be tough, right? Two tough games, two tough division games before the bye, and then you go to KC, which I will be there for. Yeah. But um, I think I listen. I I don't have as many pro. We traded for Kevin Byard. Love that. Yeah. We I don't think me or you specifically talked about him, but we talked about needing stability and safety, <clears throat> and uh, a couple keynotes. He's from Philly. Love that. And uh, now both of our starting safeties, Reed Blankenship and Kevin Byard, are both Red Raiders. I'm sorry, Blue Raiders from Middle Tennessee State. So that's kind of cool. Reed Blankenship went to Middle Tennessee? Yep. That's crazy. UDFA, baby. I thought he was a uh, Georgia guy. I don't know know. know why I thought that, but there you go. That goes to show you what I know. (laughs) We have enough of them. But – Listen, I, I I think anytime you're able to hold a nuclear offense the way the Dolphins are to zero points in the second half, essentially with the pick six, you can't count that against them. But they basically right. gave up ten points, one touchdown. They kind of just bullied the Dolphins exactly the way we really talked about before. How they were supposed to win this game? How do they win this game? We talked about it before. It's this way. It's kind of just getting pressure into his face the entire time, not letting them run the ball, not letting them really have just have time to, you know, let uh, let 
the cheetah run around out in the secondary and find an open spot. I mean, he had, you know, he, he got his and he had some success from time to time. And he had a touchdown and what were his uh, final stats? 11 catches, 88 11, yards. 88. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, 88 yards though. Yeah. I mean, 11 catches is, is one thing, but it, for him not to be up for him to catch 11 balls and not be in the 150, 160, 170 range is uh, a success, I would say. So, Especially with Waddle, I think, left in the first half and came back in the second half. So you'd think that maybe that would open up for Tyreek Hill. But, yeah, I mean, Desai, Slay, Eli Ricks, uh, just the whole whole defense did such a good job on him. And, you know, Cedric Wilson had a a big catch. Other than that, we limited the big plays. I think Tyreek had a couple big plays. Cedric Wilson had that big play, and that was it. Jalen Waddle didn't really do much. Uh, I didn't see any of their other – other than Waddle – Hill and one catch from Cedric Wilson. I don't think any of their guys did anything. No. Braxton Berrios, Moster, Jeff Wilson. Uh, I don't even know who their tight end is. Uh, I I don't think they know either. That's that's probably <laughs> that's probably a big issue. Uh, but I, I just think that that kind of you know not to say we necessarily expose them, but it just goes to show how kind of one dimensional and uh, soft the Dolphins are. It's just that they kind yeah. of are a little bit of a smoke and mirrors and. Not to say they can't beat anybody on a given day. I mean, that's just kind of the offense and the way their team is built. And their defense isn't bad. They have a good defense, but it's just they're kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah, exactly. So we move on from the Dolphins. We, Like you said, we have the Commanders this weekend. Uh, and you, and as you mentioned, we kind of owe them an ass-whooping. I don't like that we're going into their house. They kind yeah. of uh, really threw up a stinker last week against Tyrod Taylor and the Giants. So you know, they they need to get back sort of game and we this could be, you know, in theory a look ahead game, but I don't think that that's gonna be the case. I think the Eagles are gonna come out ready to play and uh, I mean I don't see why we don't go out and just like you said, take care of business. Should be able to run yeah. the ball okay. I think this is gonna kinda wanna be one of them throwing games where maybe Goddard goes for you know, six eighty and a touchdown. Kinda I th- Kind of similar numbers to the uh, Dolphins game, but you know AJ Brown. I don't see. Well, I mean their secondary is bad. The the Commanders. So uh, it's yeah. you saw what AJ Brown did to them the first time. It had uh, that that Forbes gentleman in hell. Right? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It looked like he was gonna. You know, he had a mental health crisis after the <laughs> game, which was you know deleting his Twitter and it's you know we it's. It's something to do. expose, though. It's it's what, yeah, I mean, if I was having to cover A.J. Brown, I would delete my Twitter immediately after, so I don't blame the man. But I think that this, it shouldn't be a problem, but it is the NFL, so you have to be wary and concerned at all times. As long as... Yeah. The front is good. Uh, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen. Yeah. Other than that, like you said, you know, maybe your boy, former Eagles legend Casey Tuhill, they got him too, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't see... Anything that concerns me whatsoever. I mean, the first the first game we didn't really run the ball well. And I think that kind of like set us backwards. Also, we had eleven penalties, so can't have that happen again. Uh, Devontae had a pretty good game. We had Julio. We didn't really use him much, but I, I imagine he doesn't have um, the separation ability that he used to have, right? So I, I'm not sure what we're expecting from him. I, I was watching the game with my dad, the Dolphins game. He's like, "Where's Julio? Where's Julio?" My dad, you got to relax. This is not Atlanta Falcons, Julio Jones. Yeah. I promise you, like. It's cool that he's here, you know, but let's temper our expectations. Guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, it's crazy. Sam Howell had, like, you know, has terrible game after terrible game, and he, he leads the league, I think, in sacks. And he also kind of does that to himself. 
But when he played us earlier this year, he was just you know slinging and yeah. slinging and dinging, especially at the end of the game. You know, so um, cannot let Jahan Dotson just be open in the end zone when the game's on the line again. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But I, I feel confident in us. You know, twenty-seven to seventeen or thirty to thirteen, whatever, something. I know it's in Washington, but that, that doesn't really matter. They came to link. They came to the link and you know almost beat us. So we should take care of business. Not looking ahead, but. Just kind of like a get-back game. Yeah, uh, seven-point favorites. That goes to show you what Vegas believes is, you know, the likely result here. We should, you know, on the road, a seven-point favorite is just kind of like you should take care of business sort of situation. Yep. But, yep. Uh, you know, hey, always a lock. I don't know about any more with uh, the whole knee thing, but the anytime touchdown, if you want to get get in on the, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown is like my – Number one bet that I love to I love taking that anytime I can get my hands on it. So I like it. But uh, yeah, anything else really on the? I mean, I did like the Kevin Byer. We we talked about that uh, how they needed they needed a safety of some sort. They traded what a fifth and a sixth and Terrell Edmonds who led the team in tackles uh, last ya. week. So see you later, pal. Uh, you know he, he he was a part of that video uh, when they him and DeAndre Swift went to the Phillies game, and now he's that on was the fun. way that out. Was good. I, I did like that a lot. You know, they're both kind of like new to the game. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, I, I thought that was kind of cool. But see you, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, kind of goes to show you how, uh, you know, much of a business this this kind of this NFL is. It's not uh, no love lost here. They, they moved his ass immediately as soon as they could get a safety in here that can really play. And uh, Kevin Byard can play. So and yeah. he, he has struggled this year compared to other years, but he's played a thousand snaps in one, two, three, four, five, six years in a row. So I'm sure that's, you know, weighing on him. He's 30. You know, he's not his prime per se anymore or, you know, his best days are behind him. But also, you know, I look at some of his grades this year. I mean, he, you know, he has a lot of blue, which is good on PFF for his whole career. But this year it's been a little back and forth. Uh, but man, that team stinks. Like that yeah. is not a good team at all. You know what I mean? Like at the very best, they're like a seven or eight win team, which nobody wants to be. Um, but his tackling grade is like an 89 and that's, that's what we need. You know, our, our safeties can't tackle other than Reed Blankenship. And he has missed one tackle all year, two tackles all year. So uh, he's usually pretty good in coverage, but, Man, I'm really excited, and I'm, I don't know who their other safety is, but I can't imagine it's anybody good. You know, their corners suck. So I think, man, Byard, Blankenship, Bradbury, Slay—that's good. That's—I mean, like my concerns the last time we talked about the Eagles. You know, I might have sounded very doom and gloom, but it was mainly about the secondary. And now I'm I'm, I'm content. You know, I'm not saying uh, you know go out and get Patrick Sertan. I would I would love another corner, uh, but I guess Bradley Roby's. You know they're they're going to rely on him to kind of be a slot guy. Maybe Eli Ricks can can play a decent role, 10, 15, 20 snaps a game. Rely on him not too much, but I like what we're doing. Our, our linebackers are playing well, and obviously our front is disgusting. Other than you know, it sucks. But BG is getting older, and you know he's kind of a rotational guy at this point. But it, it is what it is. We have Sweat, we have Reddick, we have Carter, we have uh, Fletched in play. But even even at his age, he's still getting through. So. Uh, our defense, I mean, Sean Desai, again, can't say enough good things about him in his first year here. So, uh, yeah, I think we're trending all the way up. We're getting some guys coming back from injury um, right, literally right in time for this, this brutal schedule run that we have. So I'm excited, man. I can't, I can't complain. Yeah, and 
I'll take a guy coming into this defense as opposed to whatever that slop is going on in Tennessee, and I'll, I'll count on him making that improvement. And it's not a long-term thing, which you don't really need. You have a Sidney Brown you know, waiting in the mm-hmm. wings, sort of, but he's kind of been banged up, and you're not going to count on him come playoff time. This is a, bad, this is a Super Bowl-winning move. That's what yeah. I like about Howie. He knows he can take Every the temperature, year. and he knows – we need to, you know, we need something else in that secondary. You know, that's why uh, of all the GMs, you really you got to trust that man more than any of the other ones, in, and especially in Philadelphia. It's just that he knows what he what needs to be done, and he doesn't really break the bank necessarily. Like he, like you said, Never. he maybe could go out and get a Patrick Sertan and pay a first round pick or something like that. But he's he'll go on the little bit cheaper route and get a player that's just on, you know, not on that level, but. He, I high quality player, and I, I, I yeah. believe this is a really good move for the Eagles. He'll make his debut this week, right? I mean, uh, I think I, I imagine. Think so. I imagine he'll be ready to go, and uh, yeah. you know, get at least some snaps out there. Maybe if he doesn't play the full thing. I mean, Bradley Roby, they signed him on like a Friday, and he, he was out <laughs> there on Sunday, ready. You know, Play right away. Like, try, <laughs> yeah, trying to guard Cooper Cup. So it's, <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's. Uh, a good move, and may, may I hope they're not done necessarily, though. I I, mm-hmm. I don't know what else they could do, but maybe maybe a little something here or there. Like you said, maybe another corner. I don't know if a signing. I, I don't like that Bradley Roby's already banged up. I can't. I yeah. just feel like maybe they could use another slot corner-ish and kind of get Bradbury out of that position. But, uh, you know, they, yeah. they, they, they use the Eli Ricks a little bit, like you said. Maybe they're going to try and sprinkle in them young guys in uh, somewhere, but. Eli Ricks, um, uh, what do I call him? Uh, Eli- Benedict Ricks, I'm sorry, is, is his name for being a traitor to the Louisiana State okay. University Tigers by transferring to you know who. I was wondering where we were going with that, but uh, how- <laughs> it's all right. Hey, it's, a, it's all in the past. It's all in the past. Uh, w- did you see Brock Purdy got hurt doing the uh, the they, they tried to call it the tush push, but it was essentially just a QB sneak. So I don't know. Yeah. All these people who are freaking out online, I don't. Do they want the QB sneak banned, or is it just <laughs> when people line up behind them is where they draw the line? Because I it, think they just want us to not do it, and they want everybody else to do it. Which you know I get. We're the only team that can do it, which is kind of crazy. Uh, actually, who who just who did I see just do it? I guess it was Purdy, right? Because they got it. But um, the way he did it, he kind of like. He, I don't know. It, He's it's hard flailing to explain, around in the pile like yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah. fish Fla- on and, deck. And then dude. he got fucking smoked, and I was like, whoa, that's not good. We've seen a couple tight ends get hurt here and there, but, I mean, you guys get hurt every play. Literally, you know, guys get hurt celebrating. So if there is anything they do, I could, I could potentially, if there's a couple more injuries might have to happen, especially a, a bad one. But don't run it poten- Right. I could potentially see them saying, all right, listen, you can't push, you can't grab from behind. You got to just go forward, which is, you know, we're still going to get it. However, it would be a little unfortunate. I mean, most of the times when we get the QB sneak, it's not from, you know, uh, the tush push. Really, it's it's not anything about the push. It's about Jalen Hurts getting fucking low, Jason Kelsey getting low, the guards inside getting low, and just Pushing going straight. Forward. I mean, listen, you don't need my – Tom Brady did it his whole career. Yeah. Because he's not an idiot. He's a big dude, so it, it shouldn't be that hard. Justin Herbert, you're 6'6". Grab the ball, squat your ass. Grab the ball and just fucking die for your six six. Should not be hard. Should not be hard at all. I still will say this to the day I die. I could not believe how big Tom Brady was when I when I went to the Eagles game and saw him come <laughs> out of the tunnel. I could I it was such a large human. I was like, now nah, it makes sense why he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Like he is yeah. a you know, 
regular guys aren't out there behind center. It, it is fucking superhuman no Baker genetic freaks. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that is pretty much all I have on the NFL. I, I was going to you know, try to go through the NFL, but I really don't care all that much. It's too early in the season to get all worked up about. You know, We're not in, in the playoff uh, the discussion yet. All of these teams are still trying to figure out who who the the real you know players are, and everybody's going through their own shit. Forty ers just lost Debo for a couple weeks, and the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Who really cares about them? Nobody in the I mean, the, the Lions are there, but I don't take the Lions seriously. I, I think they're just a physical football team, but yeah, they just got the doors blown off them by Lamar. The prime Lamar looked, uh, you know, MVP Bro, Lamar no was out there. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. And the South is the South. It's an absolute joke. So I don't think the Eagles should have a big problem getting back to the Super Bowl at this current moment, the way things are, the landscape is currently. But, Ty, we have the NBA starting, and it is already underway. I mean, that's that's it's currently happening. And uh, do you care? That's what I want to uh, ask. Not only about the NBA. We all love the NBA. I love watching the NBA. But our, our Philadelphia 76ers. Have, are going to start their season tonight against the Giannis and Dame Lillard-led Milwaukee Bucks. So I ask you, though, I mean, this is the first time we're really on this podcast talking about them since they absolutely ripped the, ripped the heart out of my chest uh, against for, with the Boston Celtics. And it kind of, you know, with this Philly stuff happening, it's just all those wounds have been reopened where you're thinking about, where are the, the, the times that I've been hurt? And... Leaving Game Six of that last year's Boston series is up there because I was in the building and had had my heart just ripped out. Where I thought for sure I was like, dude, they're gonna do it. This is the year when they went up there in Game Five and blew the Celtics out. I said, oh my god, they are they're better than them. They are they're gonna take care of business, and it didn't go our way. So now they're gonna run it back, you know, with essentially the same squad minus a James Harden who tried to show up as the plane was leaving the tarmac. <laughs> In uh, Philadelphia, I guess, to head to Milwaukee. And uh, I don't know who put their hand on his chest. Uh, maybe it was Daryl Moore. He said, whoa, whoa, buddy, where are you going? Uh, you're, you're not going. Th- you're not getting on this plane, pal. You know, you can't. I, I get people who are like, oh, this is a Bush League organization, whatever. I'm like, dude, you can't just show up. Uh, I, whatever he was going through, people were like, he was tending to his sick mother. Some guy said he was tending to his sick mother, which, you know, if that is the case, I hope his mom's okay. I don't want, I'm not making light of that. But just in the sense that you haven't been playing basketball in two weeks, basically, since they were in, like, Colorado for their fucking training camp, which is nuts that they go to Colorado. Yeah, why are they training. out there? <laughs> I don't get that at all. I don't know what the deal is with that. But you can't just show up when you haven't played basketball and you're going to get on the plane and then what? Play tonight? Uh, yeah, or what? You're going to go out and hit the strip club in Milwaukee? I don't understand why you would even be on the plane then. So. <laughs> Milwaukee strip clubs, I've heard dangerous things. Yeah. But, um,. I guess without him, our starting five is going to be oh, Maxi, Melton, Tobias, PJ Tucker, Joel Embiid. So, yeah. Uh, who's going to score besides Embiid? Maxi. Maxi. Okay. Well, it's him against Lillard. So, okay, maybe he gets his, but he's going to give up a lot. But then what? <laughs> We're as far as I'm concerned, the Sixers are already zero and one because Bryce Harper was wearing a Sixer, a Patrick Beverly of yeah. all players jersey into Game 7, and then we all know what happened there. So, I mean, listen, we can blame Patrick Beverly for that. I'm okay with that. I never liked him, um, and now he's on our team. So I get to watch him go, like, two for seven from the field with, like, four fouls. And uh, one you know, he'll, he'll get the crowd. 
yeah, one technical, maybe a three, a broken leg, and then the crowd will be like, yeah, we're pumped up. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're down seven. So maybe he should uh, do something else. But off the top of your head, who is the leading scorer in the NBA this year so far? Um, eh, It's not Luka, right? I mean, I just watched Luka. No, he's up there. He's up there. He does there. have a triple-double. You're, you're, so we're basically going off one game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Booker? Booker is up there game. as well. It is Cameron Thomas. Cam Thomas from the, the Louisiana Nets. State University and the Nets. 36 points in 25 minutes, which is fucking crazy. He is a bucket. He he yeah, was last he, year when there was all them injuries. Yeah. Now, he can shoot, you know, two for 25. He'll, he'll do yeah. that. But, um, you know, leading scorer in the association. Harrison Barnes also decided to go crazy last night. I think he was like five to seven from three. Uh, Desmond Bain had a 31-point uh, effort. Christoph Porzingis looked good in Boston. Looked really good in Boston. Helped them get a win. Um, pretty good first day. Max Struess came out here slinging. Uh, the Wizards gave up like 190,000 points. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I was talking a lot of shit, but I'm kind of excited for uh, for the NBA, NBA to be back. Zion looks good in his return. Uh, Chet looked pretty good in his limited time. Same with Wemby. You guys, ankles absolutely off. broken though uh, last night. Chet, yeah, uh, yeah I didn't was, see that. That was Chet. a tough one. Yep, that'll happen. That'll happen. Welcome to the league, hey, brother. Wrong with it. Zion dunked on somebody. I forget who, but uh, my boy SGA, he looked awesome. He has such a deep, deep bag. I mean, you know, his movie, the way he accelerates and decelerates, gets to the line. He's one of my favorite guards in the entire league. So I'm definitely going to keep my eye out on a couple teams: the Thunder, the Pelicans. The Spurs, honestly, they look pretty good. I don't think they have a lot on their team, but they look pretty good. Um, so I'm pretty much invested and interested in everybody but the Sixers, which is sad yeah. because, you know, I think we can still win 40 to 50 games, but maybe we don't. A lot hinges on what we're doing with James Harden. In my opinion, I don't know about uh, what you think. It seems like they're just trying to buy time and and maybe say, hey, Clippers, you, are you sure you don't want to trade Terrence Mann? Are you sure? Are you sure? But um, – I'd have to see what he put up last game, but I don't think we're going to get whatever it is that we want. No. And, you know, that that makes me think, like, okay, Daryl, what are we doing? Like, this whole, you know, he's practicing, he's not practicing, he's with the team, he's not with the team, he's, he's showing up, he's not showing up. Like, it, it just throws all the fans off. Like, are, are, should we go to a game? Like, what if we're big James Harden fans? Should we show up? What if he's not even there? What if he's at the strip club? Um Terrence Mann, by the way, it looks like he did not play. So he's he's hurt. So the guy we want to trade for that's untouchable is hurt. Yeah. Just, you know, absolutely the epitome of Sixers basketball. Yeah, and like the Sixers have a little bit of a better bench or some better options, I guess. I, I don't know necessarily if the guys like, you know, Pat Bev and Kelly Oubre are going to change the world, but it's more of just the better names. Than some yeah. of the guys they were pulling off the the bench For last sure. year, where they had to go to a Paul Reed or, you know, names like that. I mean, they have Mo Bamba uh, out there just kind of hanging <laughs> out. So, uh, I mean, again, I don't really, I, I've never been this emotionally checked out of the Sixers like this. Uh, you know, when they traded or when the whole Ben Simmons uh, passing the dunk up against the Hawks thing, it was that was tough, oh. but it was you kind of had like a light at the end of the tunnel thing where it's like, well, if they get rid of Ben and they get somebody for him, then I'm back in. And when that happened, I was back in, you know, I was like, wow, they got James fucking Harden, former MVP, yada, yada, yada. Now I don't see a path forward for me because it's not even really just about the, uh, 
perimeter or the uh, uh, the co-stars, I guess, is what I'm looking for. It's and Bead let us down too, and he he th- yeah. he threw up a couple eggs in, the, in that in that series last year. Uh, you know, game three not or that would be game two when he when he got his MVP. That was not his fault. <sighs> Uh, you know, and and he's always hurt. Was it? Wasn't there? What What was the the situation last year? He had a MCL or whatever the yeah. I was gonna say his knee, right? The meniscus, whatever knee, the fuck it is. Foot. There's always something always. wrong. So it's why why am I gonna get all worked up about these guys? Are they gonna? Do you think they're any closer to winning a championship this year than they have been in recent years? No, uh, no, no. no. Uh, um, I'll you know when it's game thirty three and Embiid's you know limping around, you're like, great. What's he gonna look like? Uh, game eighty five. Game seventy two. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I we we've been hurt by this team for too long. I mean, Danny Green's back. Yeah, they, they must have been like, what would really piss Ty off the most? Who should we bring back that he would absolutely despise seeing running around in a Sixers uniform again? Boom, Danny Green, bring him back. And it's just, I don't want to see Danny Green. I don't want to see Tobias Harris and Furkan Korkmaz and Daniel House. Like, I, I don't want to see any of these guys. Like, DeAnthony Melton's cool, but like. I'm good. I'm good, man. So I guess what I'm looking forward to seeing is um, how the new look bench plays. You know, Kelly Oubre, I guess Paul Reed in a, in a lesser role, uh, Pat Bev. And uh, really, I'm really excited to see what Jaden Springer looks like. So I'm kind of the only other thing I would think of that I am somewhat intrigued by is just what they look like with Nick Nurse as the new coach. And do yeah. they play a different style or brand of basketball? That is the only other thing I can really think of that I'm like, I like not even excited about. It. It's kind of like, well, let's see, you know, let me, let me see what they look like. I don't believe that it'll be any different. Cause at the end of the day, you still have Joel Embiid who for all of his good stuff is just a player who has continually faltered down the stretch. And, has shown you that in the biggest moments, you know, he's just he has not come up clutch. He's not he like the in the same way I just kind of talked about yesterday with Bryce Harper how clutch he's been, and I give him a pass for these last two games because it's like how many times can you really come up clutch? There has to be somebody else that steps up when you don't, you know, when you don't come up clutch. It seems like Joel never comes up clutch, or when you need a yeah. big game out of him, it's like a you know he, he doesn't. He isn't like a he doesn't tank your squad, but it's also like he just he doesn't live up to the billing. He doesn't live up to you know that MVP status. So, um, yeah. uh, at this end point, of the game, no, God, I'm sorry. Uh, end of the game, he always you know it seems like he's just rushing, rushing, rushing. So he'll he'll commit an offensive foul. He'll grab the ball and turn around quick and fucking throw his ginormous body into a defender, and people are going to call that an offensive foul, or he's going to drive to the hoop recklessly and maybe get called again for an offensive foul, but. Or not, but miss the close shot. Or he's going to take a three that, you know, how many times have we seen him take a three from the top of the key and it just back rims and shoots yeah. 500 feet in the air? You know, that that's just what he does at the end of the game. He rushes himself, and he is 29, man. You know, the, the excuses can't really keep going at this point. I get it. He's always injured, but he does that to himself. It's Scott Hartnell. How many times are you going to see him on the ground? Yeah. So it's, it's it sucks because he's so fucking good. He's so talented. He's so, you know versatile and still you know he, he's gone through so many injuries and the fact that he's almost 30 and he's in his prime still like honestly I, when, when we drafted him when we were going through the process of the process i wasn't sure how long he how many years he'd give us truly i, I was like man if we can get to 30 huh, good luck but here we are almost you know staring down the barrel of 30 and he's 
I, we haven't seen him play this year, but I can't imagine he's going to fall off too much from last year. He might even might even be better. So we'll see. I, yeah. I really would love for his jumper to be like in the thirty five percent range from three, but I, you know, I really just want him to dominate down low because he really can. He really always does, you know. So and he he pretty much has a mismatch. Oh, how many times has he had a mismatch? And he just didn't want to take advantage of it so many times. So I don't know, man. I, yeah. I and the, just the turnover. It's all the same stuff. The turnovers, the the second he gets doubled, he has no idea what to do. It's a lot of the same stuff. But, I mean, he's gotten better. I, I would like to see maybe he takes another step in his game this year. So that will be something that I'm looking for. Like, I am going to watch the games because there's really nothing, you know. But I like if there's something that I have to do that night, I'm just gonna do that. Like before, I'd be like, "Nah, the Sixers are playing tonight." Like I, I'm fucking like, I mean, I'm getting excited for it. Like if it was a big game, like now I really, I if they lose, like I don't know how I'm gonna feel. Like, I, but right now, like it, I think about them losing, and I don't care. I, I just, yeah, I, I definitely I, don't. I, yeah, like I don't have any feelings towards it when that wasn't the case before, and I already know they're going to lose in the second round. It's already a lock in my brain. So uh, I maybe the first, maybe the know. first. I just don't see the team unless they were play like the Miami Heat or some one of their kryptonite teams in the first round. It's, I mean, they're going to lose to the Bucks or the Celtics. It's just pick your pick your poison. Probably the Celtics because yeah. it seems like we always play them. So, yeah, uh, yeah, not not surprised at all, but. Uh, I would like to hear your thoughts on some of these. I have the odds up for uh, to win the NBA Finals. Uh, I would like to just hear who do you think is the favorite? Um, I would assume the. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, I guess I would assume the Nuggets with the Bucks slightly behind them, but it could be either one. No, I would only. It's the okay. Who is it? It is the Boston Celtics at plus three seventy to win the NBA championship. Oh man, I don't know. Bucks about that. right I mean, behind them, four ten, and then you have the Nuggets at five fifty, tied with the Phoenix Suns at five fifty, which is a little nuts. But I get why. It is a little nuts. I get why uh, they're there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see it because the Celtics and then it falls off. Porz- by the way, because they got Porzingis, and I think he's a big addition. But they also got Drew Holiday, who is pretty much not pretty much, but he's he's pretty washed. Um, he played pretty terribly last night. And uh, their bench is Sam Hauser, Al Horford, Luke Cornett, Peyton Pritchard. A lot of white guys. Yeah. Just saying. Um, and just in general, they're not deep off the bench. And and Jalen Brown, you know, he plays well and then he doesn't. You know, he should he doesn't know how to dribble with his left hand. Um, they almost blew that game last night against the Knicks, and the Knicks played terrible. Julius Randle was like five of twenty-two, Brunson six of twenty-one, RJ Barrett eight of twenty. And by the way, I don't know if you saw the report that the Knicks want to give up. Like, they want to trade this package for Joel and beat him. Like, yeah, you can keep your R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitch yeah. Robinson, first-round pick, Josh Hart. I'm good. Maybe quickly. He, he <laughs> I like Emmanuel quickly, but you can keep R.J. Barrett off my fucking team. Uh, and I talked to my boy Greg, who's a Knicks fan. Shout out to Greg, and he was like, "Yeah, I really hope they don't make that deal because they're grossly overpaying for Joel and Pete." I was like, "You have to be trolling me. Uh, you ha- you absolutely have to be trolling yeah. me because." Yeah, why? Why would you want him to when you have Julius Randle? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep, keep holding on to RJ Barrett, bro. It'll, it'll. I'm sure that'll fucking work out for you. Okay? I mean, get the fuck so, out of here. What are you talking about? The fact that the Celtics, you know, were up pretty much the whole game, and then almost lost. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if they can really make a deep run. They're not. The roster's not deep whatsoever, and not like you know the Suns. Been. No, definitely not. Like losing Smart was big, and as, when it comes Brogdon. to the Suns, when it comes to the Suns, I mean, sure, they got the big names, but. Uh, Kevin Durant is, at least last night, looked like a goddamn shell of himself. 
um, and in general is, you know, wearing down a little bit. Uh, Devin Booker's a stud, um, but Heard they don't have a, they don't, yeah, is he? Yeah, he, him he and Beal tonight. aren't playing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that Beal's load managing already, I mean, load management in the NBA in game one is just, you know, hilarious. Adam Silver is doing nothing uh, to do anything, pretty much. He just sits there grab, rubbing his bald head. Uh, but they don't have a point guard. Their point guard, their de facto point guard is Yusuf Nurkic and Devin Booker. That's that's it. <laughs> um, Eric Gordon, they have him coming off the bench shooting 4 16. That's good. I mean, l- let's look at their bench. Eric Gordon, Drew Eubanks, Udo Watanabe. Jesus who? Christ. Yeah. Jordan Goodwin, Nasir Little. I mean, you know, maybe Bull Bull gets in there uh, a couple plays, but I don't I don't think they're a threat. And, you know, for the team that they played, I mean, Clay Thompson, he just talk about a shell of himself. That guy looks like ass. He just doesn't move. He just doesn't move. Um, and then, you know, Chris Paul, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Dave Dario Sarge, didn't even know he was in Golden State. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga is probably a bust. Like, that, neither of those two teams look good. So, in my opinion, it's either the Nuggets or the Bucks. So, I, I can't bet against, in my opinion, I know it's going to ruffle some feathers, the best player in the world, I can't go against him in Denver. I can't do it. Yeah. He looked amazing last night. Uh, I, you know, I'm not big on the Lakers, and LeBron's going to be on a 30-minute restriction pretty much all year, I guess, for whatever reason. Uh, they have Tareen Prince starting. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's still terrible. Uh, but Michael Porter, Jokic, Murray, KCP, Aaron Gordon, like it's a pretty good start five. I mean, the bench isn't great. Christian Brown and, and Reggie Jackson and Zeke Naji, but uh, losing Bruce Brown, or was it Barry or Bruce? I think it was Bruce Brown. Losing him hurt, but... I still got to go with the Nuggets, man. I, I have no reason to like not pick them or the or the Bucks. I'm going to name you some of these teams after the drop off. I just want to see what you think. The Warriors, <laughs> Lakers, mm. Mm. Uh, Cavs are are 2400, yeah. which is they're Sneaky. above the Sixers, which is a little interesting. But uh, Clippers yeah. at 2400, Mavs Sneaky. at 2700, uh, Sixers at 2700, and then you got uh, then it just falls off to the Miami, yeah. Memphis, and it kind of gets all crazy. But do you like anyone in Clip- that category right there? I think the Clippers could be a a lot. I mean, a lot has to happen. The the stars really have to align, and even then, Kawhi Leonard might still have to you know rest his knee. But um, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite of the quote unquote long shot teams. Me PG. Kawhi, Zubach is solid. Westbrook played amazing last night, 13 assists, only a couple turnovers. Um, Robert Covington, yeah, not great, but he doesn't play all, you know, the whole game. He just starts a little. Bones Nyland, Highland off the bench, solid. Norman Powell, solid. Terrence Mann didn't even play. So they have a pretty solid bench. Plumlee off the bench is just okay. Like They have a bunch of, like, decent pieces. Um, a couple decent rookies, Jordan Brown, Kobe Brown, Jordan Miller, Kobe Brown. Um, Nicholas Batum still hanging around, which is crazy. Uh, Kenya Martin Jr. makes me feel very old. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of like their team, man. I kind of like some of the. You know, I don't love Westbrook, but I think he he fits in with what they have really well. Like they kind of need a running gun point guard to kind of uh, go with the style of Kawhi, the style of PG. You know, you have big Zubach down there. You have Covington uh, on the three point line waiting to shoot a three. Terrence Mann is a nice change of pace from some of their other stars. So I kind of like the Clippers at 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 their odds. Um. I guess who else did you say that kind of intri- intrigued me? I like the Mavs too uh, at twenty seven hundred. Yeah, the Mavericks. I don't mind. You know, I think they're a little uh, a little top heavy with Luca, but obviously when you have Luca, it's you know it's going to happen. But some of their other players, Grant Williams played his ass off last night, so yeah. that could be an interesting piece. Kyrie, 
we'll see. I mean, you know, he's kind of a cancer, but he's also a guy that can just dominate the ball and, and really just, you know, win you, a, win you a ring like LeBron, you know, or at least help win a ring. Tim Hardaway's can heat up. Derek Lively, what a great pick he was. 16-10 and 10, um, in his first game last night, 7-8 of eight from the field. Seth Curry doesn't even play yeah. for the Mavericks, which is crazy. Uh, also, Dante Exum, welcome back to the association, I brother. I didn't, crazy. I, I didn't even know he was alive. Um, Dwight Powell off the bench, Josh Green, pretty solid uh, young player. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I kind of like the Mavericks. I kind of like the Clippers. Um, you know, will they win it all? Probably not. But for those odds. But for a long yeah, shot, I bet. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. I mean, I feel like the NBA is kind of open. You know, if, if the Bucks or Nuggets – you know, if you put them aside, and if one of those two don't win it, I wouldn't. I don't even know who would. I mean, I guess I wouldn't count the Lakers, but their roster management, their construction of their roster is pretty, uh, pretty gross. So I'm not going to be. Uh, I do like LeBron. I will root for LeBron to you know win, especially in his older older age now. But I do like AD. But uh, yeah, it's it's not going to happen, Laker Nation. I'm sorry. MVP. Uh, you got you got Jokic at the top, uh, Luca. Giannis, kind of all, they're kind of bunched together. Same with Tatum. Then you got Embiid, Booker, Curry, SGA, Kevin Durant. Yeah, you know, I don't think any of the guys from the Suns will win it, but no. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you make of that? No LeBron anywhere to be found, which you know LeBron's at yeah. plus five thousand now. Crazy, but longer I mean, than it makes sense on that he would be you know a big time yeah. favorite, but it makes sense because you know again I saw a report that they want him to be around thirty minutes per game. Which is fine, you know. Thirty minutes isn't bad, but you know he's he's used to playing forty pretty much every game. But uh, he's old, man. He's 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 you know he's getting old. You gotta you gotta at least uh, you know contain him while you have him. My sneaky MVP pick. Uh, what's Luca? He's not he's sneaky, but what is he? Plus fifty five or uh, five fifty. So I mean, not bad. I think I would. I think I would go him. My sneaky pick would be uh, Shay uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, I love him. Uh, Plus he, can, he can he can stat pad. He puts up a bunch of different numbers. I he's going to be leading that team. I I just don't know how good that roster is going to be. Like yeah, we've seen in the NBA the teams the MVP winner their teams pretty much top three, top four, top five maybe, but usually a top four seed. Yep. Uh, in in their respective conference, so it's going to be tough for the Thunder to do that. So that's why I think Luca Booker Tatum. I think uh, obviously Jokic, but. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, Jokic might win it again. If they're, if they're the number one seed and he's averaging a triple-double, like, I mean, last night he had, I think, 29, 13, and 11. Just yeah. Effortlessly. Effortlessly. So, you know. I think it's good between that, between those two, Luka and Jokic. Yeah. It, it's, they're going to go back and forth all year. I mean, Luka had a 30-point triple-double last night, too, which is yeah. fucking crazy. He he, lo- he also, like, what from what I saw, he looked like he was in way better shape than he has been. He doesn't look like a, a big pig anymore. Like, he... You know, it looks like he lost some of that baby fat or that be- that the, that beer belly that he usually has uh, during season. But yeah. maybe that you know only gets worse as the season goes on. He has to you know fill his time during the day by just having a couple cold ones before a playoff game. You never you never know. But too um, many Slovenian bathhouses. Yes, uh, hey, I I would only you know I I can only dream. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, six. I don't know. I really care about any of this other stuff. So uh, I guess. Ty, before we get out of here, I mean, uh, do you have any uh, NHL to, to discuss? Do you, uh, I mean, you, I know you fancy yourself a hockey aficionado, but my Flyers took a hard L 
on uh, the night the fly or the Phillies lost. They they blew a third period lead to the uh, Vegas Knights, Senators? which was uh, oh, no. no, that was t- yeah. The Senators okay. they just got cooked by that. That wasn't even really close. But I mean, tonight we got the Wild. And it's you know we're we're a little bit of an underdog, so maybe we uh, maybe we put a little bit of something together. But uh, you know, I just kind of this is uh, I actually am more excited about the Flyers than I am the Sixers, and I can't imagine the last time that I said that sentence. So yeah, uh, just looking at the Flyers team now, it looks like Sean Walker playing top uh, top pair. Yeah, of yep. I'm not I'm not sure how that's working. I haven't watched them play really uh, the Flyers, but they are three, two, and one. Right, yeah, so not bad, not bad. I mean, the Blackhawks, I've watched them a little bit, and they just look like shit. It's, it's going to be a long road. They're 2-5, and five, they have four points. Yeah, they're they're bad. The San Jose Sharks are really bad. If you have a chance to watch them play, holy <laughs> hell, they are just they are just a – they have a minus 15 goal differential already. It's been like six games, so. Yeah, they're plus 280 tonight. <laughs> they're bad. Uh, Vegas wild. is nasty. Uh, the Bruins again. It seems like the Bruins start every season like ten and 0, 15 and 0, 25 and 0. It's like Jesus Christ, man! Like the Bruins are just a wagon every year. So yep. I hate that. I hate that. But it's good to see the Red Wings are playing well to start the season. Uh, who else? Any other surprises? Yeah, Dallas Stars are good. Uh, Vegas is good again. I mean, ever since Vegas formed as a team, they're just a juggernaut. Uh, the Canucks, the Kings, yeah. So. Not much. I mean, it's it's still early in the season. Uh, I will look at some of the stat Who, Who's leading the league in points? Do you think? Uh, probably some guy I've never heard of. Uh, it would. I don't know. I, if I had to uh, take a guess, let me get um, Nate McKinnon. I don't know. There you go. It's no, just a, I don't no, even know if he's close. fucking playing. <laughs> close. Yeah, I don't know if he is playing. But Mika Randon, for what it's worth, is top top three. But number one is Jack Hughes. Seventeen points wow. in six games is uh, that's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's pretty uh, Dylan Larkin has 14, and then goal-wise, Alex DeBrinkett in seven games has nine goals. Sam Reinhardt and Austin Matthews each have seven. So uh, Tyler Toffoli having a good year. The Devils have a nice roster, man. The Devils are really, really looking good. They're all like 21. Is so. McDavid still alive? He <laughs> he is alive. He is alive and well. He is not up here in points, but um, Leon Dreisaitl is. So it seems like somebody – yeah, Connor McDavid, eight points in five games. What a bum. Um, no, he's not playing tonight. Yeah, and uh, Dmitry Orlov of the Carolina Hurricanes is a minus eleven already, so that's good. So I guess he's hurt. I don't know what's going on there, but um, yeah, that's one of the guys I always try to tune in. He's uh, yeah, true, he's a true blue superstar, and Austin Matthews is good too. But Ty, before we get out of here, we got to I got to get your thoughts on to what happened a little under forty eight hours ago. The the full full on collapse of the Philadelphia Phillies uh, to the to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now the Arizona Diamondbacks will play the Rangers tomorrow. They will throw Zach Gallen, who's talking shit on Twitter with a seven thirty six ERA uh, in the NLCS. But I ask you, Ty, what, what typical Jersey? Yeah, kid. what were your thoughts on everything? Tell people to go get spring training tickets for next year. Like, go fuck yourself, you clown. <laughs> Take your glasses off, that. you fucking geek. But uh, yeah, what? Um, yeah, also pitch better, buddy. Yeah, pitch um, better. So I guess just to recap the series, um, to come home with a three-two lead and only score three runs, disgraceful. Um, two of seventeen with runners in scoring position. I think I don't know if that was in Game Seven. No, I think it was the last two games. Or was it the whole series? I don't know. Disgraceful. Uh, in the last two games at home, Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper combined 0 for 23. 
Uh, I mean, what, what more can you say? Really? You can't have that. You know, my dad was one of the Kyle Schwarber critics during the regular season. Even he was like, man, at least, at least he's showing up. At least he's drawing walks. At least he's drawing tough at bats. Nobody else is. Trey Turner's a fucking limp dick up there. Um, auto out, just auto out, just weak contact. So, I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to let him off the hook because he's the 300, 400 million dollar guy, Bryce Harper, but you know, at least he was making some loud outs, right? Um, people are terrified when he's coming up. He has good, a good eye still. He's laying off, you know, he's not striking out that much. It's not like he looks like Real Muto and, and, and Castellanos. Those guys are, I mean, they come up. If you're a righty, just throw them sleepers. That's all you got to do. And they're going to swing and miss. Um, Brandon Fott pitched fucking great. I had his over on strikeouts at four. Clocked that easily at seven. Um, did give up a bomb to Alec Baum. So, uh, who has actually been one of their, it seems like, clutch guys in the last at least couple games. Um, other than that, man, they just, no life on offense. Uh, Brandon Marsh gives you a little life, right? He'll, he'll lead off the inning with a hit. Maybe steal, steal a base or take an extra base. But, um... Man, they got to figure out what they're doing in the outfield, uh, in center field, because Rojas, Pache, Jake Cave. There's you, you cannot have the season on the line and Jake Cave up the bat. I, that's just that, that can't ever happen. Uh, the Dodgers had something similar against the Diamondbacks in Game Three. They had Austin Barnes who hit like 112 in the regular season. They had him up the bat with the season on the line. Of course, first pitch he weakly grounds out. So. They're going to have to do something about the outfield. I don't know if Castellanos can play right field. Anytime a ball's hit to him, it looks like he takes a terrible first step, whether he's back or in. Um, also, I, I just – I hate – or not hate. Hate's a strong word. I do not like Nick Castellanos. Um, after one of the games, like, you're the first player to do this. You you hit a bunch of home runs. He's like, yeah. What was your question? Yeah. I uh, didn't like that. But, I mean, that's uh, – you know, who cares? But that's just me picking – nitpicking, I guess. But also just as a player, I mean – I'll give you some pop. He'll hit a home run when somebody dies, and then and then what? <laughs> you know, he he's also kind of an auto out. So yeah, he I was think the definitely Phillies, an auto out this series. <sighs> I think the Phillies need to go out and get some bats. I know they have good bats, but I think you need you need you need to solidify the idea. They need to figure out what they're doing with Hoskins, Baum, Castellanos, Harp, uh, Schwarber, because that's like four DH candidates right there. So you got to figure out. Who's playing the field? Who's playing first base? I guess Harper's going to move to right now, right? Next year, he should be good. So that's good. You'll have him and Marsh. But what are you doing in center field? Uh, what are you doing at first base? What are you doing at third base? Um, I think they have some good pieces for sure. Stott at second. Schwarber, uh, Turner at short. Um, some good pitching. But I think they need more. I think they definitely need a like a, you know, a lockdown bullpen piece, if, that could be, uh, if that's available. Kind of like how the Braves – went out and got Rysel Iglesias this year. He pitched pretty – I think at the end of the year he didn't pitch great, but they went out and got him to shore up the bullpen. Um, yeah, I guess they're going to just like – you know, I'm trying to look at some of these free agents and who could they who, who they could go after, but – They need a starter. It's not looking great. I mean, do you want Clayton Kershaw in Philly? Nah, I saw uh, Blake <laughs> Snell. Well, I, I'm All not right. like in love with that, but I mean it's just a, a name. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you – do you think Aaron Nola winds up coming back? I think you, I think you have to. I know it sounds uh, hyperbolic, but I think you have to. Yeah. Now, if he wants, you know, seven two twenty, all right, I, I can't do that. But I, I imagine, I don't know. I think he's going to go for a lot on the open market. That's tough. That's really tough. I think it's something you have to do in principle. But then when you look at contracts wise, you're like, fuck. You know, we're going to have to. But also, 
fuck money. You guys have a bunch of money. There's yeah. no salary cap. Fucking give them what a you know. If, if the contract looks bad in five years, so be it. Maybe you can just release them into the wind or trade them in a couple of years. I don't know. I think you have to keep them though because after Wheeler. I, I think Ranger Suarez showed his balls and pitched fucking great in the playoffs, yeah. especially in Game 7. Showed the fuck up, and nobody was touching him. That changeup was nasty. So he's he's definitely a piece. Uh, Tywon Walker, you gave him a bunch of money, and you didn't want to play him in the postseason. Unreal. So that's <clears throat> concerning. Um, Michael Lorenzen, I don't think he's going to be back. You traded him for the de- traded for him at the deadline, and yep. he, you know, hardly saw any of him. So I think you, I think you kind of have to keep Aaron Nola. I mean, what else are you going to do? You're going to let him walk and be like, yeah, we got Christopher Sanchez to plug in. It's, I don't, I don't think it's that easy. I know you have some guys, some young kids, but they are. Uh, I don't want to say a ways away, but Andrew Painter, uh, did he get Tommy John? Yeah, yeah he's so he's not, not going to play. So that sucks. That sets him back a year or two. But you know, looking ahead in the future, him and Mick Abel, sure, those are awesome pieces to have in theory. But Aaron Nola is a sure thing, and sure. I, I see a lot of people saying, you know, I guess Philly fans have a love-hate relationship with him, especially you. And that's fair. Very, very fair. But what else are you going to do, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like the Sixers. What else are you going to do? You got you to gotta roll with James Harden. Uh, this is a bit of a different situation, but you look at the free agent market. Are you going to get Otani? Probably not. Marcus Stroman, that's pretty gross. Don't even want him. Uh, Hunjin Ryu, can't rely nope. on him. Clayton Kershaw, Charlie no, Morton, Martin Perez, oh, no. Lance Lynn. Adam Wainwright, can't believe he's still pitching. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Julio Arias, Kyle Hendricks, Ross Stripling, Andrew Heaney, uh, Alex Wood. Like The the options are bleak. That's all I'm saying. Um, Maybe you can make a trade. I don't know. But Blake Snell, I don't see him on this list. I guess he – I don't know if he's not a free agent. He probably – he has to be. Um, I'm gonna look up his contract situation. I guess Blake Snell would be the big guy. All right, I would go after him because there's <laughs> and the not really much Japan. else. Yes, Yoshinobi Yamamoto. Yes, Yoshinobi. Yoshin- Very hard to say. Um, yeah, he's in, uh, Blake Snell is a UFA, so 31. Why not go after him? Give him a couple. Give him a shorter deal than what you, whatever you give Nola, but try to get that. And you, uh, Wheeler, Nola, Snell, uh, Suarez, Tywin Walker. That's a, that's a good rotation in principle. On paper, I should say. Bullpen, got to go after somebody there. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, you know, there's not really much else to say. Uh, the Dimebacks guy showed up. Gabby Moreno showed up. Corbin Carroll, I know he got, a, you know, kind of some fluky uh, some fluky hits, right? But he got on base, started stealing bases. Uh, Cattell Marte, uh, he didn't really show up, but he had a big double. Christian Walker drove in a run. Um, Lourdes Goriel has been a tough out. Same with uh, Gerardo per- Perdomo. He, he bats nine for them, and he's hitting like 280 in the yeah. playoffs. Meanwhile, you have Johan Rojas, who's auto you know, out. As, <laughs> as auto of an out as you can get. And then you look at the Diamondbacks, what happens? They get to the sixth, seventh inning, and Andrew Southfrank, he, he shouldn't be a part of their uh, no. bullpen at all. He's very I shaky, got so excited when he would come into the game. <laughs> Walk two guys, I was like, yo, this is a chance right here. And then Kevin Ginkle comes in, and that guy. Oh, my Lord, you can't touch him. I mean, his slider falls off the face of the earth in two different directions. So going Ryan Thompson, Kevin Ginkle, Paul Seawald, good luck. Good luck, and that's something the Phillies, they need. You know, Matt Strom, solid. You bring Wheeler out of the bullpen, he's untouchable. Alvarado, yeah, he didn't pitch great in game seven. I think he gave up the lead, right? So Yeah, he came in with a guy with guys on, though. Right, because of your boy Jeff Hoffman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think more important than hitting, I think they need some pitching. But I think they need a little bit of everything, if, I, if I'm being honest. So, 
I agree with pretty much everything you said. I mean, there are that, my big thing was uh, you, you, if you get to the end, as I start basically yelling uh, of the last podcast, <laughs> that like what can what they need what what can they do to push us past like to to the next level? Because you can't look me in my eyes and tell me, well, you know, we can, uh, you know, we, we we got close, you know, it was it, it, we're we're not that far off, and I think it, we just didn't play well at the end of the season. Like, no, you need to add somebody. To push us in that in that right direction, and you didn't do it at the trade deadline. So, what are you going to do in this off season that's going to make me believe that next year is going to be different? Uh, I mean, there's a guy like Josh Hader out there that I would be like uh, that would be a great signing. I mean, he's not yep. exactly like lockdown, but it's somebody that another arm out of the pen. The Phillies need a right-handed arm out of the pen that they can trust, which they don't have Kimbrel. right now. Yeah, exactly. Like they Kimbrel, Orion, Kirkering. Jeff Hoffman, like we need to get somebody legit that yeah. can throw hard and can get people out and can throw strikes because that was the big problem. A lot of these guys can have nasty pitches, but they can't throw strikes. And unlike, uh, you know, uh, us, other teams don't swing at everything that people throw. They they kind of you know actually give good at bats. So with the field though, uh, when you go and look at first base, Reese Hoskins, I don't know what they're going to do there. I, I that I I truly don't know. I I don't. Have a read on that whatsoever. It, it kind of, I think that kind of depends on what he gets paid elsewhere or what where where the money comes from. You know, somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, second base, Stott's going to be there. Turner's going to be there. I would like them to flip Bohm. I've been saying it for a couple years now, or at least at least at least since to be middle of the year. I think we and you did a pod where people were talking about they wouldn't trade him for Nolan Arenado, and I was like. <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. Like, I don't even know yeah. if that was uh, available, but I'm just saying in in, yeah. in a hypothetical question, yes, I'm trading him for a player that can help me win now who's much better right now and uh, who can hit home runs because everybody else hits home runs on this team. I, I, I'm i not, like, actively trying to ship him out because I, th- I still think he can give you some things, but I th- I just think that there's way – Way better options that you can have at third base in a power position like that. So, But at the end of the day, I think he'll be here. Uh, left field, you know, I, I don't know what they're – I don't know who's going to play these outfield positions. So you have Schwarber, who's going to be here. You have Harper, who's going to be here. Maybe he plays first base. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? Castellanos, I think he might be the odd man out, Ty. Uh, it, it's like if you were going to make a move of some sort – I would not be surprised if they threw him in or maybe moved him for a bullpen arm or so you know like uh, a, an elite arm or you know I don't know what kind of, that kind of trade could look like but I could see them moving on from him because he kind of has he's got two more years left on his deal and he's kind of not really lived up to the billing that we need from him and he's a guy who's not exactly a home run hitter who thinks he is so uh, it's not that's not really the Castellanos that I was under the impression that I was getting. I did not think I was getting a guy who was pretty much home run or bust. He's, you know, like in the regular season, he sometimes is a like double, you know, down the line. He is more of a competent hitter, right? This past postseason, it was really just home run or bust. And he just becomes home run hungry. And I, 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 it's not, that's not going to work. We have too many of those guys. I'd like them. I've been begging for them to put Marsh in center field every day because you traded, some big time name, you know, or I think Logan O'Hoppy, which pretty much was the only guy that you traded. But still, it's that's a big time prospect. If you're going to trade him, trade that for him, you can't be a platoon player. You're going to have to yeah. get comfortable hitting left handed hit, left handed pitching. And I think he gives you a good at bat every single time. So I guess 
I don't know if that's like maybe a Bellinger signing if you trade a uh, Castellanos to like, but they kind of have a lot of these positions locked in. That's what gives me the pause for like I get worried because I'm like, really, what can they do to shake this up and change a little bit, maybe reshuffle the deck a little bit to make that next step? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at like some of their contracts and stuff. Scott Kingery is still in the roster. Yeah. He's still in the organization. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> is he still, is, does he have another year left? I, yeah. I mean, they're still paying him 13 million a year. So that's good. Yeah. Um, it's always great. Now also he's 29, which is great. Yep. Looking at their, uh, roster, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here because baseball changes a lot. Things can change in quickly, but, um, most of, if not all of their impact players are in the 30s already. Not like 29th going on 30, like 31. Bryson Trayer 31. Schwarber's 31. Uh, Wheeler is 34 and has one year left. So he will yeah. be 35 and he will be a, a UFA. If he pitches great again, that $23.5 million uh, yearly, $23.5 million uh, tag, I guess. Uh, it's one of the greatest contracts they've ever signed, by the way. So good. And he is one of the best pitchers in baseball, but he's 34 when his contract up is up. He's going to be 35. Uh, depending on how he pitches next year, he's probably going to want, you know, a short term, but lo- big deal. Uh, and if he, you know, if he's hurt or he pitches like shit, then they're going to have to not sign him. And that whatever happens, you got to keep Wheeler, but you got to imagine his time is, he doesn't have much left. He's 34 going on 35 with a, so many shoulder injuries that he's had. Um, Everybody else is in their 30s. And then if you look at the top 100 prospects in baseball, the Phillies have four. Okay, better than nothing, right? And there's Mick Abel is probably uh, knocking on the door. I believe he would be uh, on the spring training roster and maybe make the team, maybe not. But I think you will see a lot of him or a little bit of him yeah. next year. Yeah. Andrew Painter, meh, yeah, obviously he's uh, he's cooked for a little bit. But I think in the next year after that, you will see him. Yep. Justin Crawford. Yeah, he's got like three years. Yeah, he's Aiden Miller, not sh- not sure who that fella is. They um, just drafted him. He's the third baseman. Okay, he, he's he has like he's one of those guys. He just looks like a ball player, but he's not. It's not it's not going to happen anytime soon. I'm pretty sure he was a high school guy too. So I, I don't see yeah him coming up anytime soon. Yep, and he's from Florida. Shout out to him. Um, and he didn't even play his senior year of high school. Broken left Hammett. Yeah, mate Hamate. Yeah, Hamate. That's shit that fucking Trout did. Yeah, not great. And he's already top 100 prospects, so that's good. And he's a third baseman. Again, that's awesome. But he's 19, and he missed his senior year of high school. So those guys are a bit of a ways away. If you have to trade one of them, maybe you do. But, uh, you know, they don't have an amazing farm system, I I would say. It's pretty good, though. It's gotten a lot better. But also, they're not that great. They're not that young. Yeah. Um, They have a bunch of money paid out to Harper, 330. Trey, 300. Wheeler, 118, which is a steal. Nick Castellanos, $100 million. Eh. Yeah. Uh, not great. Rayo Muto, one fifteen. Not great because he is – I don't know what happened to him, honestly. I, I feel like he fell off or is falling off. But, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason. They're going to have to make some moves, right? It doesn't – at this point, when you come off back-to-back uh, pennants and you did lose in the World Series and you had a chance to go to a, a second one, people are going to be upset, and that upset – that emotion is going to carry over until spring training starts and they're going to want to see some names. And, and, you know, we wanted to see some names for the Sixers. We didn't really get any acquisitions really. Um, but Philly fans are going to want a pitcher. They're going to want a power hitter. They're going to want something, right? Somebody who can play defense. Cause it seems like half the team can't field. So yeah, 
I think you just got to make some moves and you know make make the right moves. Yeah, uh, and by the way, Castellanos has three more years left on his deal, which oh. is uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's not great, but um, not good. Yeah, I, I think we we can put a pin in it right there. Uh, we we can talk about it. We're gonna have more pods. The you know, especially after the World Series and and when free agency really starts to kick up. Could you see Trevor Bauer getting back into the majors? I don't know if it's going to be like a Phillies thing, but I'm just saying in general. Like, um, he still has some. He, like I, I think he got cleared of the one case, but I think he still has a couple more, which is uh, not not great. Never good. I think a, multiple states too. I think he has a case pending in Arizona, one in uh, in, in Ohio, and I think there that might be it. But either way, I hope not. I hope not. Even if he was, even if he got, a, even if he was, uh, you know, wrongfully sued or convicted or uh, accused, you know, which sucks. But I, I hate him. I've always hated. Him. I think still yeah, think he's a shit bag. Never really liked him. Yeah. Uh. But I mean, if he if he is cleared of whatever he is accused of, I, you know, it, it's really hard for me to to know. You know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not his lawyer. Um, also, I, you know. It's all, it's a bunch of he said she said. I don't know. I could see him get back in because he is in Korea, right? I think that's where he is. Yes. He's not in Mexico, is he? No, okay, he's in Korea. Uh, you know, the MLB doesn't really care. They'll, they'll give second chances to guys. Um, so I, I could see it. You know, if the Phillies signed him, I don't think Philly fans would be. Uh, I don't think Philly fans are the guys who will be like, "Oh my God, I don't want this kind of person on my team." They'll take anybody as long as he's good, right? Well, there, I mean, there's a segment of the population who who are already like saying. That uh, you know, thank you for what you gave me. The happiness that the Phillies gave me, you're a fucking loser. I, I I will say this, and I hope anyone out there that hears this, you are a fucking loser if you think that way. I'm just gonna be honest, because you could go watch a movie and get happiness. It's uh, your team failed. The team choked and the team failed. What are you saying? Like that they gave you all this happiness and that the ride was yeah. fun. Of course, the ride's always fun. It's fucking over now. Time to get off. Spit all over my mic, but fuck. God damn it. I don't care. So fuck. Get off the ride. Stop making excuses. King of Ka has shut down. Closed. Get off the fucking ride. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's, uh, I could, we're going to have plenty of episodes. It's going to be a uh, quite an anthology that we're going to have on here. Shout out to anthology. That's a word I just pulled out, but... <laughs> This has been the hot take hot box, Ty. And uh it has. this 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 take box is getting hot in here, man. And it's only gonna get hotter as this off season and as this Eagle season progresses and yeah, things happen in the NBA season. I was about to say that team's name, but I'm I'm not saying it, so Yeah, we'll wait till tonight. Maybe we'll be one and oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe maybe uh Maxi comes out with a forty burger. Who knows? Because Dame Lillard plays no defense, but Yep. Uh my name is Matt McSweeney. I am Ty Capone, and as always, shout out to my man Dwight Howard.